So, hello, 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 and welcome back to In My World. And today, I wanted to start something, not from a note, but actually from my heart and from my mind. Because right now, currently, um, not many of you, I imagine, will understand what this is, but I'm in the process of doing shadow work. And just to give you an overview of what shadow work actually is, it's when one takes the time to look at the parts of themselves that are, sorry, (laughs) that are, I don't know, a lot of us see them as disruptive parts of ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge, um, the parts of ourselves that are hurt, that are traumatized, that lash out, that, you know, it's the... It's where the, like, mean comments come from, where the chastising comes from, all of the behaviours, mechanisms and patterns that we would rather not acknowledge. Those are your shadows, you know, the coal in us. And to transmute them, to change them, to transform them, to become brighter and lighter, you must, the saying is, you must feel to heal, Right? You must take your time, shine light on them. That's the only way to rid a shadow, right? Is to shine light in that space. And many of us like to avoid that. We skip over it. We ignore it. We chastise the the chastisation, if you know what I mean. Um, many parts of us have parts in our minds, ideas, beliefs that we have about ourselves or our bodies that we don't speak out loud, but we suffer under a lot in our personal time. And to do shadow work is to give it the love and space to be seen and acknowledged and then released, you know, to heal from it and let it go so that we can move up lighter, freer and more open. And um, as I say, that's not an easy feat. That's not an easy task to do. And it wasn't something I was going to do necessarily Um on an episode, I usually journal. I journal a lot. I like to journal. I like to write. I feel most vulnerable. I feel most open when I'm journaling. It's the only place for me that I am completely truthful. Not because I lie elsewhere, but because it is just me in there. Like it's my core, writing to my core. And I was going to journal and then I thought, no, I feel like there is therapy that comes from speaking and talking these things out loud. And I was going to just do this in my own space, but something called me to uh, share this experience with you all. Now, it isn't like a episode where I'm kind of directing ideas and concepts towards any listening audience. It's more so um, any listeners just being present on my own journey. Um, so I will be very open and I will be very vulnerable here, but I will try to make it as audibly interactive as possible. Um, so start with the reason why I even wanted or felt called to do shadow work today. Uh, I have been in the process of alchemizing. I'm changing, I'm shifting, I'm becoming my highest self, the best version of myself, I am really cultivating and and mining deeper love in myself, appreciation. I want to, um, I've been wanting to, pardon me, I'm like trying to gather my thoughts together. (laughs) I've been trying to create a safe space, more and more of a safe space within myself for, for me. And... In doing that, I've been feeling amazing and I've been feeling great and my vibrations have been, you know, through the stratosphere. I am so confident. I am so strong. I truly believe in myself. I am manifesting like there's no tomorrow on all degrees, on all levels, literally subconsciously now. Um, Whether that is receiving shoots and meeting nice people to talk to, uh, even down to, I wanted to eat at this restaurant the other day and they were like, ah, oh, we don't have any tables for now. Or like table service is going to end by the time you get in. 
And then suddenly, after like 10 minutes, it was like, boom, actually, no, you can come in and you can have the food that you want. (laughs) So, you know, I've been in a really great high vibrational space, really happy, really joyful that I've been feeling this like little brewing, little niggling um, in me. And it's very, very normal for me to just ignore it and be like, yeah, you know what? I haven't felt good like this ever in my life. And this is where all my attention is. And this is where I'm going to put all my power. And things that, I don't know, maybe provoke tears or anger or outbursts. I always give them the space to be acknowledged I always give them the space to be seen and expressed because I do understand one must feel to heal but it's the more deep-rooted kind of um I use a lot of words but I don't know the content the um if it's right contextually but the coverted coveted coverted coverted I don't know the ones that are like uh, uh, under the surface like that you don't see that are more covert yeah <laughs> coverted I think so um that I, I put to the side because they're the ones that have been around for years and stem from much deeper roots so they're they're pretty much ingrained in the hardware you know it's like it's a part of my internal ios um or hard drive and I resist a lot of those niggles because it's like, oh, bruh, I know I don't want to feel this. I don't want to think this. Like, I don't want to go about this way or this action. Oh, why do I still do that? And that that criticism in itself is a shadow, you know? Like, that voice that is barking at the other shadows is a shadow itself. It's like it's not even aware that it is a part of the problem. Uh I take that back. It's not a problem. A part of the shadow. Um, and um, yeah, I spent a lot of time just kind of not looking at it. But as I have been growing, as I have been moving and shifting and and growing and really expanding, they're coming up more and more like, hey, please, please look at me. Please spend some time with me. Like... And today was just the day that I'm like, yeah, okay. Because I know, I know they deserve the attention. I know it deserves the love. I know it deserves the time. Because the only way to truly become a strong, wholesome, grounded person is to accept yourself a hundred percent, a thousand, a billion percent. Every single follicle on your body Every cell, every thought, every belief, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, must be accepted. It doesn't mean you must hold those negative thoughts, beliefs, patterns, or ideas. It doesn't mean you must um, give in to them, or feed into them, or enable them. Not at all, but you must accept their presence because they are a part of who you are. They are not this external force that is um, like a virus <laughs> through your mainframe. They're not. They are a part of you. They were created from you. And a lot of us see these um, like these doubts, these fears, these thoughts, these feelings, these beliefs as like a, a hindrance and a botheration. But where, what we have to remember is that actually they all stem from a place of protection and they stem from a place of love. I know that sounds crazy, but I'll give you like an example, right? I, I give a lot of examples, it seems, but I'll give you an example. I used to exhibit like extreme self-sabotaging behaviors, especially in school. I wouldn't do work. I wasn't even going to like do work and... um flop or like do work but not study and flop no I would just refuse to do work I'm not doing that homework I am not doing this essay (laughs) I'm not doing this exam I'm not doing it and um obviously that can just be seen as just disruptive and being difficult and and being jarring but actually it came from a place of being scared to fail truly being scared to fail. I didn't even want to try 
and then fuck it up. I would rather just fuck it up altogether and know it's on me. It's not because I gave my all and then it just didn't work out because then I would feel worse. So I would just say, fuck it. I will get an F. I don't care. I'll get a U. I don't care. And really not, well, obviously in my mind, I thought I didn't care, but I did. That's why I was (laughs) self-sabotaging. But in my mind, I was very grounded. I was like, yeah, that's it. I don't care. I'm not doing this. And um, that perpetuating that self-sabotaging behavior really carried out to a lot of areas in my life. And it's only as I've been on this journey that I've, I've had to confront it and be like, yo, Jordan, what are you doing, man? Like, you are knocking yourself out from a lot of opportunities and growth and success and you know I really came to realize which is the case for a lot of us we are not scared to fail baby we are scared to succeed we are scared of our power we are scared of who we are and what we can do and we're scared of the pressure of success because you know once you start succeeding especially when we um we take into account um our external people and external environment and we think fuck if we if I do now if I do well now I'm going to have to keep that up. And what if I can't keep it up? And then I flop. So I would just think, ah, no, I'm not doing it. But as I said, during this journey, what I've come to realize is that that mechanism of telling myself, you're not good enough, you're stupid, don't do it. You're going to fail. Don't be fucking dumb. Don't go for it. Just, just dead it. Just fail it. Was not to bully myself. What the mechanism actually was, was a protection So it thought, what is the way I can get her to not set herself up for potential pain and frustration? I'm just going to have to bully her into not doing it. I'm just going to have to bully her into thinking that she doesn't have to or she shouldn't do it. And then she won't. And then she won't set herself up for a potential crash. Not knowing how um, more detrimental that was to my mental health, self-confidence and development, it was coming from a good place. Now, it's very, very hard to acknowledge that in your shadows, that they all do come from a place of love and understanding, but they do, you know? There are, let's say, let's think of another example. Women who, because this is, this is something that I have experienced myself and that I have seen in my environment like there's women who are very scornful of men and um very very prideful when it comes to men and it's like yeah fuck him I don't care like (laughs) don't care how he feels don't care what he's doing I'm gonna just talk to him and have my fun and then I'm done I will drop him because as well like I think a lot of us not just women I mean people see men or partners or you know, people that we're talking to as just kind of disposable, they're just there, whatever, I'm here to get what I need, and then I'm a dip, but I think especially in the female experience, uh, we are on the suffering hand of that a lot, it's not to say men aren't, I'm not saying men aren't, but I can only speak from my world and my experience, and I, I can testify to even being on the, on the end of that, where you are just disposable, you're just there, when I speak to you is when I speak to you. When I don't speak to you is when I don't speak to you. I don't care how invested you are. And I have found like a lot of my friends and even myself got into this pattern of being very scornful of men. Now, I used to, uh, as I was growing older, I was like, Jordan, you don't need to be like that, man. What is that about? <laughs> it's It's not necessary. Like, it's okay. But I realized that that barking and that kind of nonchalantness actually came from being hurt and came from times where I didn't have that defense. I wasn't protected. I wasn't supported. I wasn't seen. So I thought, okay, I need to see myself. I am number one for me. You want to be out there and be selfish for you. I need to be up here for me. And um, it played out in these behaviors. But these behaviors and these shadows that now as a healed woman, I can look back and be like, don't don't do that in the future (laughs) or don't do that with your love now um I'm not gonna shout myself for it now I can see it and be like oh it came from xyz you don't always have an event as well that you can pinpoint these things to but you can get to the core if you just spend time with your shadow you can get to the core and be like ah 
It's because actually I've experienced so much hurt. My trust has been broken so many times. Or, you know, that really hurt my feelings. And it it really broke my trust. And that is why I put my guard up. And that is why I, I have been scornful. And in acknowledging that shadow for what it is and seeing what it is, you know, not coming at it, just acknowledging it, allows it to be healed. And then it can be released, you know. It's a really, it's a really beautiful um, process to do. It can be very difficult and it can be very hard because a lot of us find it hard to look at ourselves. We find it hard to to put ourselves on the table and, and you know, kind of be in that investigation room, you know, like in a police station you have like the glass the mirrored glass window the what double-sided the one-sided mirror and like the person's there sitting on a chair at a table and the investigating officer's like so where were you it's hard to be both of those people to be the one in the chair and the investigating officer but without as well like criticizing and condemning yourself because that in itself is a shadow. We're coming from a place of acceptance. So maybe actually not a police station scenario. Let's think about a therapy room. <laughs> a safe space that's warm and cozy. There's orange lighting. There's a lamp in the corner. Maybe a monster, a plant, you know, bean bags. Let's see it that way instead. It is very difficult to put yourself in that safe space. Especially when you're someone who has had experience with self-sabotage, low self-worth, low self-belief, because you don't even feel worthy and deserving of feeling comfortable. Um, and a lot of us get into this cycle of self-sabotage and treating our shadows this way because of how we were spoken to and treated as a child. Um, another example for me is I used to get sent out of class a lot. Oh my God, I used to get in trouble all the time. <laughs> all the time. I was always getting shouted at. I was always getting told to do something. I would get sent out. I would get in trouble by like the headmaster. And it just became fucking normal to me. I was like, oh, whatever. This is fine. Don't care. To the point where I got like, I got friendly with my um head teacher and he'd be like Jordan why are you out here today and I'm like I don't know ask her why am I out here and that was the key right I would get sent out so much and I would get in trouble so much but my teachers would never tell me what it is that I've done wrong it would just be Jordan get out and I'd be like wait what what do you mean and they're like get out <laughs> and it was like oh my god god okay now it's not to say that i i didn't have a a behavior that needed to be excuse um that needed to be pulled up on absolutely we're not we're not um discounting the fact that the trouble was warranted (laughs) but if you do not tell somebody what they have done wrong if you do not make them aware of the thing you would like them to not do anymore then they're just going to continue doing it because they don't know what it is that needs to be changed and getting into that cycle of constantly you know barking chastising trouble guilt shame and then being like i don't care whatever hardening myself to it go back over and over and over again you start doing it to yourself, you know? I don't even tell myself or ask myself what's wrong or why did I behave that way or why did I say that thing? It's just, you're in trouble, you're in the fucking doghouse. But to myself, you know? And then I'm feeling guilt and shame in myself and then I'm saying to myself, yeah, you deserve to feel guilty and shamed. And it's just a cycle. It's just a fucking cycle. And it's negative and it's horrible and it's a trap. Um... And shadow work is going, hey, 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 I see this. I see what you're saying right now or you're exhibiting something right now. Um, You're triggered and you're upset. Your emotions are heightened. What is it? What is the problem? Let me know. What is going on? What are you saying? You know, where does this come from? And that doesn't happen in one conversation all the time. Sometimes that takes a few conversations. Sometimes that takes a few moments. That takes a couple meditations. That takes a couple thoughts. It takes a couple mindful actions. But it is so important to do. And the deeper rooted the cause, the more attention and time and love one needs to give to that shadow. Um, otherwise you cannot be in full acceptance. If you get yourself stuck or you stay stuck in this cycle of self-sabotage, guilt, shame, blame, and, um, 
you know, negative reinforcement, then you can't, you can't move forward, you can't go on to truly enjoy yourself, because then you always think, well, if I trip, I'm ready to, I'm ready to, you know, what is it, hang, hang dry and quarter, hang dry and quarter, hang stretch and quarter, quarter hang and stretch, I always try to use analogies that I don't know anything about, <laughs> basically feel like the judge, jury and executor of myself, um, but it, it's so, it, it just, it just continues, like, if you keep, if you keep going, you're living your best life, you're raising your vibrations, you're enjoying yourself, and then boom, your shadow comes up, and then you're ready to literally ship yourself off to the moon to be ostracized forever, how will you ever truly be happy if you don't even feel safe in yourself? It's like walking on, you know, walking in the no man's land and there's fucking mines underneath you and you have no idea where they are and they're just going to blow up. Like, think about why was those mines planted in myself? Why and where did they come from? You know, and take responsibility for your impl- your implement implementation of them. Yeah, your implementation of them. Like, why Why is it that I created this mechanism? Where does this actually... Where is this going? Is this useful? Is this beneficial for me? Does this actually teach me anything? No. Does this actually, you know, me telling myself or chastising myself for it, does this actually go anywhere? No. So why and where and how did this come about? And then feel all that you feel that goes with that. You know, feel the pain, feel the frustration, feel the trigger, feel the trauma, whatever it does, whatever it stirs up and brings up to the surface, it is so good for one to feel. And then it can be healed. And then that mind is gone. And one can live freely and openly and happily and move forward without, you know, being frightened. Um, and also can move freely, not just being frightened in themselves, but being frightened in life. Like if somebody comes and says something or does something that in the past would have triggered that shadow to come out, you, you've healed it. And you're like, actually, now I know why I would react that way. I can think for a second, take a pause. Because remember as well, I think I talked about it in, in the last one. It's so important to move from reacting to responding. Reaction is emotive and it's immediate. Like, if someone says, fuck you, and you're like, fuck you, <laughs> that's a reaction. But if someone goes, fuck you, and you're like, hmm, I'm good, and you just walk away, that's a response, you know? And it's so key to learn to respond to yourself, not react to yourself. You're not fighting fire with fire. What you're doing is you're giving the, the fire a safe place to dwindle down, you know, on its own and smolder and and get to a place of of burning out that is what we want to do with ourselves and that is what we want to do in shadow work um and sometimes it takes a bit of provocation like sometimes i have to sit here and i think about something that triggers me i think about something uh, or a reaction that i've had or a mechanism or a belief or a pattern in myself and i stir up those feelings now i don't bring up things that don't exist I don't dramatize anything I don't like bully myself don't worry that's not what I mean by triggering myself I don't sit there and be like oh you're so stupid oh you're so fat what's wrong with you I don't do that (laughs) but I think about the patterns and the mechanisms and the behaviors and um I let everything come up to the surface whatever it is I'm going to feel whatever it is I'm going to think and then I just become the observer I just become the observer. I don't do anything with it. I don't engage. I don't argue. I don't try to defend. I don't try to tell myself, yeah, but Jordan, you're in a different place now. That's not who you are. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I sit and I observe it. I allow it to be seen. Because really, that's all shadows are, you know, a cry for help. (laughs) That's really what they are. A disruptive child that is, you know, making a mess in the classroom, that is making noise and is disruptive, is a child who's crying for attention. It's the same with your shadows, you know, it's the same. It's not any different. Someone who um, is very dramatic and maybe is like quite attention seeky and can be quite rude and and dismissive but will be the person that sits in the middle of the room 
and is quiet on purpose, like people are trying to speak to them, and it's like, uh, no, it's a cry for help. Your shadows, when you react, when you think, when you do a pattern, you know, when you um, exhibit a harmful cycle, when you abuse and you hurt yourself, is a cry for help. It is the core of that thing that stems that reaction is what is calling for your attention. And when you give it that attention in a safe space and be like, hey, I'm not coming to fight you. I'm not coming to wrap you up in a in a white jacket and send you off to the psych ward. I'm not coming here to beat you up. I'm here to listen to you. What is it you would like to say? What is it that you feel? What is it that's going on? And give yourself that time and that space that you were not given and that you have never given yourself before. That is how you do shadow work and that is how those shadows become integrated and they can be transmuted and then they can be released in time. Um, I thought I was going to be doing my own specific shadow work right now in this in this episode. Like I, I right now was feeling quite triggered this morning about, um, as I said, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to understand my manifestation power because we all possess it. It is who we are. Everything, your whole life is a manifestation um, of your mind, body and soul and your vibrations. And I've been growing and learning how to manifest and harness that power. And there is this amazing YouTuber who has it on lock. She knows everything that she's talking about and she gives like tips and support on how to work with the energy and how to how to um, look at your own energy and put out the right vibrations how to actually manifest you know and there's another there's another guy that I really really love his talks his name is Dr. Joe Dispenza and he's renowned for his manifestation law of attraction work and I am very open to like watch Joe Dispenza's videos or read his his writings or listen to his audios. But when it comes to this particular YouTuber, do not ask me why, but I have so much resistance against it. Even though I know what she's saying is helpful and her life is beautiful and is a clear depiction of how it works. Um and I know it is it is like that's the thing you know when you hear about like law of attraction you hear about manifestation we all think it's just a a tips and tricks of life a a life hack you can try this thing and this can get you through life easier or better no it is not that you know the occult magic manifestation spirituality is not a like side path to life it is life it is how it works. Life is the law of attraction. This is not just something put to the side in the self-help corner of Waterstones, you know. This isn't just a, you know, what a couple of books are written about and a couple of shows are written about. No, no, no. It is how life actually works. And I think I resist her because in my mind, I have this mechanism of why don't I know that already? Or why can't I do that already? How come she gets it and I don't get it? How come she knows how to perfect it and I don't know how to perfect it? Like, I'm just going to learn by myself. I already have some of the the tools and some of the understanding and I'm just going to figure it out on my own. Don't ask me why. I feel more comfortable to hear that from Joe Dispenza, but I just cannot resist. I just resist it from her. But I think it comes from this place of feelings of inadequacy and um feeling not good enough or that I'm not capable and so it's like I have to prove it to myself that I can get to that place that I aspire to be on my own without help um maybe because as well I I in the times that I needed help with things or I needed support or guidance I had to be yeah that is what it is this is the shadow work guys I'm understanding it right now that is what it is there are pivotal moments in my life in which I needed support and I needed to be guided and I wasn't. I had to be very, very independent, you know, especially navigating my emotional world and my emotional development um, as a kid. There was me, me and me. 
you know, mostly to to look after myself, to be like, okay, Jordan, so maybe if we do this or we don't exhibit that, then things will be okay or this will be better. Um, Where I didn't have that guiding light, I got so used to guiding myself. And so I started rejecting help um, and couldn't receive, couldn't receive the help on a platter and that I think is actually where the resistance comes from from watching this this woman's videos (laughs) because it's like I have to do it by myself I've done it by myself all this time and I'm gonna continue doing it by myself (laughs) and I'm laughing not because it's funny but because it's just so beautiful to heal it is so beautiful and liberating to understand myself to understand where things come from, to show myself love and compassion. Wow. Jordan, you are such an amazing person. I love myself so much. <laughs> wow, that was, that was such a beautiful little breakthrough just then. And that is the beauty of shadow work, you know. I see now that my resistance to watching her videos, even though I know that it would cut me a lot of time and would just give me the instructions and the guidance that I need that I can then just start learning how to implement and put together um I resist that because I I want to do it by myself because I feel like I'm not as good as her and I want to get as good as her and because I didn't have other people in situations that were really important to me to guide me how to be my best self I only want to be my best self by myself (laughs) and uh that was very quick that was a very quick resolution now it takes time to integrate this understanding because we understand things very intellectually like on brain conscious surface level so we're like oh okay i get the core now i get where that comes from and i now know that jordan actually we can we can push through that and we can watch her videos and instead of getting mad at myself for wanting to be resistant just acknowledge the resistance and still watch the videos and pick up the hints and tips and do my best to implement them into my life. Um, I understand that intellectually, but it takes time for my emotional body to catch up with that and for my subconscious mind to catch up with that. And um, Joe Dispenza actually talks so beautifully about the subconscious mind. It's very, very helpful. So please do look into his his works, his videos. And... He, Basically, the subconscious mind is a habitual mind. It works on habits. It doesn't have an understanding. It doesn't have um, a rhyme or rhythm. It doesn't have an order. It just records everything. Your subconscious mind is like a camera lens that is always open, that has never shut. Even in the room, like, (laughs) it's never shut and doesn't shut until you die. And um, everything that is repeated it goes okay and it just keeps it going so it takes time for your subconscious mind to digest what your conscious mind you know your thinking mind your active mind understands intellectually so um this is a bit woggledy woggledy again but what i'm basically saying is like okay you see how i intellectually understand the core of that resistance and now i can move forward with more ease and um, gain that guidance, gain that light and actually implement that into my life and grow and expand, which is the result I really wanted and be able to give time and understanding to that shadow without chastising it and actually just accepting it as a part of who I am so it can be seen, loved and acknowledged and released. My habitual mind is still in that pattern of resistance. So I'm going to have to keep reminding myself now, but with the new knowledge I've just gained from doing the shadow work, like, hey, this is where that resistance comes from. I have to keep reminding myself of the core of that resistance, be like, Jordan, it's okay. This is this is why and it's all right. We can still do what we need to do and keep reminding myself until my subconscious mind is like, oh, well, she keeps saying this and she keeps believing this. So this I'm going to keep <laughs> this. We're going to we're going to note down. We're going to put in the closet and uh, we're, we're going to run this from now on. That is literally how the subconscious mind works. It's like a tape. You just have to keep recording the same thing over and over again. And then it just starts playing it automatically. You know, 
it's 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 programming your mind what you're basically doing is you're short circuiting your um synapses you're short circuiting your thoughts whenever you go to have a negative thought you go to do a negative pattern or you go to to play into a mechanism of yours that you would like to release or isn't serving you or isn't helpful or is negative what we do is that we can acknowledge it see it send it love you know when we can find the core acknowledge that accept it and then each time it comes to play out be like hey we don't need to do that this is why we don't need to do that this is why to the point where it the the thought or the let's say the signal stops going it will stop firing that's literally how the brain works like it will die out that pathway would die out and the more you keep then exercising the new pathway, the more positive pathway, because it is one thing to just acknowledge, I don't want to do this pattern anymore. This is unhelpful and stopping yourself in your tracks. But you can't just stop yourself in your tracks and literally do nothing. Do you know what I mean? You've got to then replace that behavior with something positive, um, you know, a positive reinforcement. So let's look at like a, a mechanism of mine, right? I now... I'm very aware that I quite mildly, like, God, it's very vulnerable, but I quite mildly hurt myself. So if I'm anxious or I'm, I'm lost in thought, I will find that I'm pinching myself or I'm grabbing myself really, really tightly or I usually grab or pinch my arms or I pinch my side. Automatically, I can be having a conversation and I'm doing it and then I realize, ow, <laughs> And when I started to really notice that, I was like, Jordan, stop it. Like, stop that. You know, like when a kid bites their nails and you're like, stop biting your nails. <laughs> but that was just guilting and shaming me, which would make me do it more. And then I would find that even while I'm talking to myself, I'm like fidgeting, trying to move my hands from uh, pinching my arm or pinching my side. I would be holding my hands together, right? And then I would be squeezing my fingers. I'd be like pinching my palms. <laughs> and it wasn't enough to just acknowledge like, hey, Jordan, you got to chill with that, man. You got to love yourself. Stop harming yourself. It's not necessary. Um, but then I had to find an alternative. So I do now, what I do now is when I find myself pinching myself, I will rub that place and I'll say, it's okay. And I'll breathe. I take a moment. I take a deep breath in. Because I know that I generally do it when I'm spiraling or I'm not conscious. I'm not being present. So I take a deep breath to ground into the present moment. And I'm like. And I rub that space and I say, it's okay. It's okay. Whatever it is, doesn't matter. It's okay. And then I keep reinforcing that. So each time I keep doing that, my subconscious mind will st eventually stop going to the pinching mechanism. And if anything, when it comes to being triggered or being emotionally uncomfortable or being in, um, you know, being in the ethers and I'm not being present, the reaction will be to soothe myself. That will be the new thing I've trained myself to do. The new the pro ugh, the new programming I would have put in. Um, and that is a beautiful result, you know, that is where you want to be, that's the kind of behaviors you want to be implementing in all areas of your life, not just in your, your physical mechanisms that are unhelpful, but your mental mechanisms. When you go to say something negative to yourself, you go, mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. no, I don't believe that. You spend the time, figure out where does that thought come from, is that even mine? Is this voice even mine? Do I even really believe that about myself? Do I even really want to say that to myself? Do I actually believe I'm a piece of shit? Do I actually believe I'm garbage? Do I actually really... Does that idea or that belief come from me originally? Or was that something I heard? Or is that something I felt? Or is that something I experienced growing up? You get to that core, you go, ah, without judgment. Ah, I see. Because a lot of us can go into that space of, yeah, but you're older now. You don't have to feel that way. Or this doesn't, this, I'm not even in school. So why is this bothering me now? No, it must just be me who's trying to hold on to it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Release that judgment. Release that judgment, ma'am. Let it go. Let it go, baby boo. Let it go. And then you go, ah, okay. And then you replace that thought or that behavior and that pattern each time with 
something soothing, something appreciative, something loving, like, oh, I'm a piece of shit, then you go, ah, you know what? No. You know why I'm saying I'm a piece of shit? Because I'm scared to fail or I'm scared to mess up this thing that I'm doing. You know? I'm a piece of shit? Mm-mm. No, what it is is that I don't know how to be affectionate. I don't know how to be loving and caring um, because I'm shy about that in myself and I'm comfortable with that in myself. And that was something that I haven't experienced much of and that is why I exhibit this toxic behavior. So I'm not a piece of shit. Actually, I'm just scared. I'm just hurt. I just find this difficult. I'm just anxious. I'm just lashing out because I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to do something that makes me feel okay. Something that grounds me. I'm going to take the time to breathe, have space and keep doing that until that becomes the new normal, you know. Um, But only through shadow work, you know, and taking that time out can one really do that efficiently and effectively. And what is so great about shadow work, I don't actually remember what I started this podcast about, like if I said this was about shadow work today, <laughs> but um, what is the beautiful thing about learning how to do shadow work as an actual thing, like taking your time out to heal yourself, not just healing in the moment, not just healing over time, but being like, okay, today, Jordan, I'm going to work with this. Or right now in this moment, I'm going to knock this out and I'm going to get it. Is that you can you can clear so much on your own time. You know, this is what I was talking about, how I um, will sit down and, and almost trigger myself. Think about these mechanisms, look at things in my life. It's not about getting lost in my past um, and living in the past. No, I'm still very much so present. It's just in the present, I'm thinking about mechanisms of mine that are unhelpful, you know, that are, are not useful, that hurt me, that are outdated, that don't align with where I'm trying to be and who I'm trying to be in the future. You know, it's about taking time and laying myself objectively out on the table, taking the emotional part out of it and just looking at me as like just a human being, as if I am this like omnipotent uh, divine energy looking at myself on a table and being like, okay, where is it that I want to go? Who is it the kind of woman and person I'm trying to be? It is blah, blah, blah. Okay. What parts of me would be blocking me from that? What emotional blockages, what mental blockages and, you know, physical blockages do I have to really embodying, feeling and believing I am that person? And what blockages are there that stop me from believing I am that person right now? Because, you know, we always strive to be, I don't know, um, more loving, more confident, you know, someone everybody wants to be friends with, um, successful and talented, but we, we don't realize we are already all those things. It's just about unlocking the acknowledgement of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, shadow work is looking at looking at yourself and being like, okay, I've identified this as a potential blockage. Okay, why is this a blockage? Where does that come from? Now, this is your place where you could be like, nah, 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 nah. or you can go, hmm, this is this blockage's time to be seen and acknowledge and speak. What is it? And feel it. Talk to it, get it, flesh it out, find out that context, get to that root. And when you do that, as I said, that doesn't happen all the time, straight away in that one session, in that one invitation, you know, to yourself to be open. It doesn't always happen in that one go. It might take time over and over and over again. But like I said in my previous one, do the work. It's worth it. Save yourself now. Heal right now. Learn who you are right now, <laughs> you know? Acknowledge and accept yourself right now. There's no point living your life in resistance. See it for what it is. Get to its core. Be like, okay, blue ticks. Two blue ticks, acknowledge, seen. I love you. This is great. I get it, you know? And let it be. And then what is my alternative that I can do to counteract that, you know, to balance that shadow out? What light can I shine I'm going to do this and doing it over and over again until that is natural in your subconscious. And then eventually that shadow will leave. You know, a very important phrase that I used to talking about resistance, because I'm a resistor. I am not a resistor. I take that back. I reverse that. Sorry. 
I have exhibited a lot of resistance in my life. And a phrase specifically through this journey that used to trigger the fuck out of me is let it go. Because I'd be like, if I could fucking let it go, I would have let it go already. Like, how does one let it go? You know, they say, your past, your sadness, your trauma, let it go. Let go of the things that hurt you. Let go of your sadness. And I'd be like, how do you do that? What does that even mean? Pardon me. Sorry, I just ate breakfast like an hour ago. <laughs> and I found that I am very um word sensitive. You know, semantics is very important to me because it's the language you use de- um, depends on how I'm going to understand it. Obviously, that's what language is. But you know what I'm saying? So I'd hear let it go and I'd be like, I obviously can't. So teach me how. It's not that I don't want to. I really do. But this cycle keeps coming in. This cycle keeps coming in. It's automatic, you know, especially because a lot of these cycles that I wanted to release were so deeply ingrained in me, you know, whether that is 10 years plus of believing those mechanisms as Bible, it's very hard to just let something go in a thought. What I realized and what I switched let it go to was I I switched the phrase to let it leave. Let it go became, it's not about me, let's say, holding a suitcase and opening my hand and, and dropping the suitcase. If you don't know how to even send that signal to your hand to drop the suitcase, you're going to be running around in circles for a long time. I started to understand that let it go, or how I started to see it was, was like, let go of the attachment to that thing. It's not about letting go of that thing. You might still have that mechanism floating about in your mind. But let go of the glue. Dissolve the glue. Then the mechanism and the thoughts and the beliefs will be floating around free. They're not going to go straight away. And that was, I don't want to say wrong, but that was what was incorrect of me to understand what let it go actually was. I thought that they were all going to go away, but no, no, no. They still stay floating like free agents in your mind. But you no longer embody and identify with them. They are no longer who you are. They are just things around you. They are just things in you, okay? And then let it go, turn to let it leave. So let it flow out. Let it take its time. It's going to collect all its stuff and it's going to go on its own. That's what let it go means. It's not like let it go, drop that thing. You know, if if you pick up something and it's like, drop that, let it go. It's not like that. Let it go. Think of it in the scenario of, of um, let's say, I actually have a note. for. I do have a note for today. <laughs> I'll get the note. Give me a moment. I will get the note for you. Um, I will even have to search it. Let it leave. You don't have to. Wait, is it this one? Is it this one? Okay, actually, this note is very long. So maybe I'll read this in another, <laughs> in another episode. But um, to summarize it. It is like, let's say you're breaking up with someone and you're at you're at your family house and your partner is screaming at you like, but blah, 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 I don't want to go. You know, I just want us to be together. I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. And you're sitting there and you're crying and you're like, this is so hard. This is horrible. And you're saying to your mom, like, but I just want to be with him. Like, I don't know my life without him. I know he treats me like shit. I know he's like a horrible person, but what am I going to do? And he's screaming, like, I'm not going to leave. Like, how? What is there without you? I know I've been horrible, but what am I going to do? And then your mom goes, let him go. Not as in let him go, as in drop him. It's like, let him go. Let him go out. When he says, I'm not coming back. If I leave, I'm not coming back. I'm never going to speak to you again. I'm never going to show up for you ever again. Let it go is like, let let him go. Yeah, he's saying he wants to go. Go then. Let him leave. It's the same with your behaviors, thoughts, patterns, beliefs, and ideas. When it is, when we are coming to a place of letting something go, you know, memories as well, you know, things that are painful, hurtful, not useful, When one says to you, let it go, when you are in a place of having to let go, let go actually means just remove the glue, remove the glue, 
see ah i see this is unhelpful and unhealthy because a lot of our things they're unhelpful and they're unhealthy but they are so automatic that we don't even notice we only see the aftermath of it so let's say we'll bark at someone and then it's only after when that person's feelings are hurt or you come back to yourself you're like oh maybe that actually wasn't very nice (laughs) because it's so ingrained in you but the the removing of the glue process is the being able to catch yourself in that moment and be hey hey that's not nice this isn't helpful this isn't good I don't like this. This isn't positive. That's the releasing of the glue and being like, okay. And then the shadow work part is the, where does this come from? Why do I do that? So that this is preventing you from doing it in the future. Where does this come from? Oh, okay. I see. Ah, I understand that. And then the glue is removed. Then it will be, you know, flowing around. It will be the sediment at the at the top of the water. It will be like the, the angry um ex-boyfriend that is screaming especially with the ego voice hyping it up because basically the ego is the voice for the subconscious okay (laughs) the ego equally just as the subconscious doesn't understand things cannot process things it just records and repeats things um the ego is just the voice for that and equally doesn't know any better it is just shouting what is in the subconscious and it, it believes what's in the subconscious because it's the voice of the subconscious. It's the mouthpiece. You know, the ego and the mechanism and the belief, the memory, the idea is going to be screaming at you, trying to get you to engage with it, trying to get you to to give it your attention. And you have to you have to sit, be still and ground yourself and let that leave. And that might take a few times, that thing coming back and screaming at you, wanting you to engage with it, wanting you to partake in it, wanting you to <clears throat> to exhibit it. But you have to be like, Mm-mm-mm. it's okay. I'm going to do the opposite. This is why it's important to have an opposite, to have a, a counteract. Because as I said, it's one thing to just acknowledge that something isn't helpful or outdated or, or doesn't work for you after doing your shadow work but if you don't have an alternative it's basically you just sitting there and doing nothing imagine that ex-boyfriend keeps coming to your house every day and is screaming at you and trying to get you to engage with him trying to get you to take him back trying to what saying whatever it can to prick you prod you hurt you to get your attention you couldn't just sit in the living room while this man is like berating you and do nothing right you would have to do something to counteract the effects. So whether that is, I need to go and meditate. I'm going to go and cook some food. I'm going to leave the house. So this thing, you know, is just background noise. I'm just going to put music on. I'm going to do something that basically raises my vibrations. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel safe and soothed. I'm going to read. So you can go off if you want to. Like, go off, sis. You know, I'm good. I'm good, love, thanks. And counteract that thing until it becomes like he knows he's talking to like a wall. And until those mechanisms, beliefs, ideas and understandings basically have that same acknowledgement. And they're like, wait, I keep being short circuited. This isn't actually going anywhere. I'm not being engaged. And then it wanes and dies away. And then your new one, your new behavior, mechanism, pattern, idea and belief that you've been cultivating at the same time. So whether that is the reading, the soothing, the speaking kindly to yourself the breathing becomes the new normal so whenever those triggers that the the outdated um response would the outdated reaction would come up for occurs your new response will come in automatically and then you've progressed you've moved forward you've healed you're moving you're growing you know it's beautiful that is the the wonderful uh payoff of shadow work may be quite difficult maybe very uncomfortable (laughs) very hard things to confront sometimes and it takes some digging absolutely takes some digging i think with this podcast i'm not gonna sugarcoat you know the work that must be put in to to be a, a brighter lighter healed happier more fulfilled full human being i'm not gonna sugarcoat it it's difficult but it is so gratifying it is so beautiful you know it is such an amazing thing 
to have an understanding to be able to do and frees you up instead of going through these fucking mechanisms and adding more and more and more because like you know depending on the the negative the negative shadow the shadow that is there they can create more shadows like sub shadows you know from that one toxic behavior comes a new toxic behavior becomes a more xl version of that toxic behavior don't do that nip that in the bud as much as possible before it starts propagating within yourself you know we cut those weeds out and start planting roses and lilies and daisies in yourself (laughs) instead put a fucking waterfall in there make yourself your inner home a sanctuary a garden an oasis you know a forest a beautiful safe space that is what doing shadow work is the oasis still experience night times you know the most beautiful places in the world still have to go through nighttime before it's morning but they exist together when the sun is beating down by a nice like pool and there's palm trees there's still a shadow underneath that palm tree are we are we gonna resist the shadow under the palm tree no actually a lot of the time we sit under parasols to protect ourselves (laughs) from the light that is a beautiful example of how light and darkness can coexist together and must and have to if there was only light we wouldn't survive if there was only darkness we wouldn't survive we must have a balance of both and that is the same with accepting our shadows that is how we can become complete and whole knowing that we have both light and dark within us all the time and it's about which one prevails are we gonna have our light prevail or are we gonna have our shadows prevail we cannot excuse our shadows we cannot throw them away we cannot um chastise them or bully them because that in itself is a shadow behavior (laughs) we must accept and love you know light energy and light approach is to be loving accommodating understanding and to give space so do that and that's how you know that's how it follows through in the in the rest of your life doesn't mean your shadows won't come up doesn't mean you won't be triggered doesn't mean you won't experience difficulties within yourself but you'll know how to deal with them each time and the more you short circuit the the patterns behaviors ideas beliefs and mechanisms the more your light side shines more and it gets easier and easier and then you prevent yourself from creating more shadows to deal with but we're human beings you know that is who we are that is what life is night and day is the perfect example of that we couldn't have just all day we couldn't just have all night. So the same in yourself. You can't just have, you know, <laughs> light and bouncy all the time. You're going to have shadow moments. You're going to have shadows. You're going to have things that are negative. You're going to have moments where you feel defeated, where you feel angry, where, you know, you're mad and you want to be scornful. Okay, but what we do is we see those times like a child, you know, fucking wrecking a room. And we put our arms around that shadow and we go, it's okay. It's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. I actually have a post-it note um, on the side of my bed. And I'll read it out to you to close off this this uh, episode today. And I wrote it a little while ago. I'll actually, I have three. I have three, but I'll read these two to you. And this wasn't in regards to me doing shadow work that day. It was just in me learning how to be more loving and caring with myself. So I wrote, when I forget how to be there for myself and encourage me about the beautiful promise, I just need to literally take a moment, breathe for a sec and soothe myself with, it's okay. Even if I want to fight it and not listen, I have to keep saying, it's okay, baby, it's okay. It's going to be so good. I'm going to see, it's going to be amazing. It's okay. It's okay to feel how I feel. I am allowed. It is okay. Until it is again. And then the next post-it note I have um, beside it was actual things that make me feel good. And I said, um, do the things that feel corny because they are what I actually need. 
So hug myself, kiss myself, rub my face, hold my hands, call myself baby and sweetheart, cry it all the way out, even if it's for five seconds. The goal is to feel everything so I can be comfortable feeling, and if it's strange and new, embrace it. It's not wrong or bad, it's just new, and I don't have to pretend or perform. I can feel everything that I need to feel. You gotta feel it to heal it. You gotta feel it to heal it, guys. Do your shadow work. Be there for yourself. Love yourself. Accept yourself. You know, I think I'm gonna do another episode about um, people who accept themselves wholeheartedly and and how important that is to do that. Um, As I'm learning it myself, I'm not speaking from uh, like guaranteed experience, but yeah, and I will do a my my next segment will be about more on the things that I do or how to find out the things that make one feel good and feel happy because life is supposed to feel good. Life and that is actually a saying that that woman that I was resisting on YouTube said. That is why I know that saying. Life is supposed to feel good. It comes from her. Um I would like to talk about uh, a meditation that I did for a few days and um, some tasks that helped me understand and identify things that make me feel good and make me feel happy because I spoke about that in my last episode actually about how I didn't know the things that make me feel good and how to raise my vibration, how to feel secure and solid in myself, how to stop giving into negative cycles and uh, see what it is that I do want care for my wants and cultivate those wants so yes next episode i shall talk about that and uh yeah i'm sending love your way guys have a wonderful day and this has been in my world